Took a couple risks at halftime, too, of that Super Bowl. I felt good about it. You know how you have those moments where you just get, like, you've seen a little. It's one of the things I love about live betting is that you kind of get a feel for what's going on in the game, and you got to get a, a read on the momentum. Mm-hmm. And I could see that Isaiah Pacheco was getting way more carries than we expected. Oh, and at he halftime, really did a lot more. Our friends at BetMGM, thank you very much, putting up a nice little prop, if you will. 75 or more rushing yards and a touchdown for Pacheco at plus 700. I said, yes, I will take that. But he finished with 76. I mean, it was as close of a sweat as it could be, Man. and he had the touchdown. I, I, I just I watched the way that the first half ended and just how angry Mahomes was. I, I just... It's like this just this is not going to be a blowout. Mahomes is going to come out and, and deal with the suffering and like the pain in the ankle later. He's going to come out and this offense is going to look different. And that first drive right away, you went, "Oh, okay, here we go." Yep. It's th- this is a totally different Chiefs team. Fact. No, it is. I uh I wasn't able to bet live cuz I did it from my house. And it was either one, go to Virginia and mm-hmm. watch it with others, which I did not want to do. Or go at home and stay at home and not be able to live bet officially. <laughs> so that's what I chose. I will say, Ryan, you guys th- very proud. I was very proud, Ryan, to be able to text you and say, see, that, that missed field goal hit. I wish the odds were better. I wish the price was better on it, but it at least hit, which was it, – it, it at least felt good, even though it wasn't as much of a return as it probably should have been, given the circumstances. Yeah, and luckily uh, I let my kid place his first ever wager yesterday. Well, he placed two bets. He placed two bets this weekend uh, when we looked at all the uh, miscellaneous bets. And I said, all right, you get Gatorade color and you get the coin toss. And he picked tails because, well, tails never fails. And then he went with blue Gatorade. I think he may have received some false information. We'll have to get him on the show a little bit later on this week because I think he was under the influence that maybe uh, that blue was the first Gatorade ever created. So I think that was his reasoning behind that. But we didn't get the blue Gatorade. In fact, the the broadcast didn't even pick up the color of the Gatorade. Everyone on social media was freaking out. I thought it was clear. I was like, is that water? Uh, and it turned out it ended up being purple Gatorade, which remember, you guys, I uh, threw out there you last did. week because I think it's the best Gatorade, especially you throw that in the freezer, you forget about it, it gets a little frosty. It's always great. You brought up the live betting opportunities in yesterday's game. Uh, man, I love the live props, especially when you saw Pacheco was really like going to take that game over. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that was there was a shot maybe that he was going to end up winning Super Bowl MVP because Mahomes was great. But a lot of it was like Mahomes using his legs, eluding pressure, which we knew going into that game he's the best quarterback in the league at doing so. But to see him do it against the best pass rush, the team that gets the number one pressure rate in the league, just shows you how great he was. And then I thought there was maybe a chance, even though he didn't do a whole lot in the game and only had one reception, maybe Kadarius Toney would be like a dark horse Super Bowl MVP because of that return. Uh, And you brought up not being able to bet as well. Do you guys think I'm a psychopath because I actually prefer to watch Super Bowl games by myself like yesterday ended up being a great day just because nobody bothered me i was able to pay attention to the commercials i hate super bowl parties i saw an old video uh and i think it was from mike and the mad dog and it was like a i forgot who posted this and it was francesca obviously and he's talking about if you watch uh the super bowl alone then you a loser that's what he says and i was thinking man I, i think I said, yeah, I said, that's a terrible take. I love watching the Super Bowl by myself. I didn't have to rewind anything that I didn't want to rewind. I was able to just enjoy the game, sit on my couch. Uh, I love it. You know, you could watch, you could pay attention to the halftime performance, which I know we're going to talk about, which was outstanding. But I think the best experience for the big game is just watching it by yourself, not at a Super Bowl party with your wife's friends or your parents' friends or your friends, because you're always going to be bothered. And it's the last game of the year. You should be able to enjoy it. 
Yeah, I think for me, it's like I don't. I knew I got invited to go out to the fam's house, and there was a a gal who was in town from Philly or around that area, and she was with them. So there's gonna be like seven people there, and they all want to talk, and they all want to be able to like just talk about things that are not game related. I'm tracking these bets like a psycho. I make. I'm gonna be like on the box score, looking at Jesus, NFL Jesus. I'm doing all these things. It's like I look like I'm the crazy person when I'm like, listen, uh, back up, get away, <laughs> stop talking. Let's wait until this game ends because I want to watch the commercials as well. So I 100% agree, Ryan. I think I think Mike Francesa doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, listen, as somebody that actually spent their time at a Super Bowl party, I will defend it in this way. Uh, okay. it, was a, it was a party that had two different floors. One, a new finished basement at my friend's house, and one upstairs area where the food was. The people that wanted to watch the game for real went downstairs and only talked about betting and the game going on. And it was focused on that because my friend who hosted the party happens to be an Eagles fan. Now, Scott Lynn, as we know, executive producer of the show, is the nicest Eagles fan you'll ever meet. He's the outlier. It makes no sense. He's almost too nice where sometimes I wish he'd actually talk a little trash to Trista, but he won't because he's too nice, which is fine. So he's not a normal Eagles fan. This friend of mine, by Eagles standards, an incredibly nice guy. But when it comes to Eagles games, he started singing the song to me every time they scored because oh, I told him I bet the Chiefs, and I came in wearing red just to troll him. So partially my fault. I went in to troll him a little bit. But I will say this. I was nice enough, Scott. At the very end of this, I did not – I didn't make him feel bad. I let him just sulk. I could have said everything. Fly. I could have done Fly, Eagles, Fly. I did make up a remix of the song that has bad words in it that I won't say. Mm -hmm. So, you know what? It, it can work if you're with people that actually care about the game seriously. I went to not one, but two Super Bowl Why would you do yesterday. that? How does that happen? That's a really great question. You're very Trista. popular. Great question. That sounds stupid. Um, <laughs> that sounds stupid. In retrospect, it was a very poor choice. Did you leave at halftime? Did you and leave the Rihanna? We Did left, you stream I still, Rihanna? I still have not seen Rihanna in its entirety, but I'm watching that tonight <laughs> when I get home from work. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So Were when I... Is issue here or what? So when I texted you... I texted oh, Scott. I, oh, I knew what was going on. And I said, Scott, it was bitch better have my money. Yes. And he, like, I think he loved it and was like, yes, yay. Yes, sir, I gave you a thumbs up. He right. didn't yes. even watch it. He wasn't even, oh, he, was, these were lies. I was aware. He knew what, what was going happened. on. Because he was the, on Twitter. I saw the first couple of minutes, and then we went, luckily the parties were three minutes by car apart. But the first oh, party, Scott. super. Ryan, I, I mean, Nick and everybody, <laughs> Trista too. I, the first yeah. party, and I love these people a lot. They're the annoying, food was great, but there's so much that has to come into play when you are hosting one of these things yeah. Yeah. that I don't think I ever want to do that. The food placement is of utter importance, and they had a lovely coffee table in front. The, the, the husband, wings, dry rub, uh, homemade chili, baked his own bread for Could the chili. Could you see the TV from where the food was? Here, was the, here were the two prominent phrases during the first quarter. Pardon my butt while I get more wings. Oh no! I'm like, no. I don't want to pardon your butt if you Wait, get wings. Wait, the tape where you guys it. sat was right in front of the food. The food was right in front of us. Oh yes. No. Let me no. answer that. Yes. So it was second party. Lot of standing, loud, really loud. We heard everything, oh, and a way, way better setup. Better setup. Oh. Party. 
Scott, I hate to cut in here as Bubble Boy from home, uh, but I do have a question. Okay, so you're an Eagles fan, so I got I feel for you. I've been there, man. I had. Nah, I don't know. know if you know this. I uh, I root for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is actually my favorite quarterback. Maybe he'll join the show a little bit later on. Yeah, uh, I'll grab him from my bedroom. <laughs> He's actually doing his. You, you know his how people are talking going about on this? right now. His retreat is actually at the Horvat house. He said he actually contacted me. He said, there's one person I could still trust in this fan base and on this planet since my family has disowned me. The only person I have left is Ryan Horvat, the leader of the Aaron Rodgers fan club. Yeah, so I have my wife and my son. They're quarantined in his room right now. And then Aaron Rodgers is in my room, which is why it looks right now like I'm being interrogated or something. Uh, But anyway, uh, I have a question. So I've been there. Um, It sucks. I'm glad to see you made it to work today. I probably would still be in bed right now, not going to lie, probably. Mm -hmm you know watching i don't even know what man probably like the 2011 super bowl dvd or i don't know the cubs 2016 run anything that could get my mind off of it but so you so you said that the second party was actually the better setup but let's think about it like this did you leave at halftime because as an eagles fan at half you have a 10 point lead in that game so you have to be feeling pretty good i hate to say the second house may have had the better setup but i think the second house was the Mm. jinx of the philadelphia eagles and i don't know if you're a uh if you're a man that believes in any of this kind of stuff, but I don't Perhaps know, maybe you leaving that first on, party right. Scott, cost that, the Eagles that, a Super Bowl. That second house, Scott, I think was conspiring with Trista to mush your Eagles. So it's, it's all they look yes. at it, one, just one big mush. There was definitely a mushing of the wings going on. <laughs> there was no flying. Uh, I showed up at the second house, but Gannon and the defense didn't show up at the second half. So, it, Ryan, yeah, in retrospect, sure, maybe it was some bad juju at that second party. It is distinctly possible. I should have stayed at the first place. Did you throw anything at a TV? Did you break anything? No, like those idiots I saw on social media. <laughs> Do we think that those are all fake at this point? I feel like all of yes. these videos of, of fans smashing TV is a state. It's staged. I know they're cheap. I, I was at a Costco over the not weekend. Not that cheap. Not that yeah. cheap. These not that are, cheap. These are big 65-inch screens. Yes, $1,000. Yes. It, uh, well, as, as affordable as $365 for the yeah, uh, I guess sense, high sense. If well, you want the LED it. to Just go remember, out Michael Scott months. had his $200 flat screen TV smashed years ago. So was a That's little. a $200 flat screen plasma TV you just broke. Good luck paying that back with your $0 a year salary. Love that episode. Sorry, Johnny. Glad the that best was thing in, in the my world, glad that was in my right ear. That's what I can think of. Ear. Yeah. Well, listen, I try to move away from Mike as best <laughs> I can. That is one of my favorite scenes. But that's all I can think of is these these and I waited for it to happen too. And I retweeted one. I don't care whether it's fake or not. All I said was I was waiting for these videos to surface. Eagles fans going out there and smashing TVs. Oh, and by the way, flipping cars before the game, going out in the streets after the game and causing a riot. Let me tell you something. Eagles fans get upset. I'm going to be in the Trista zone here for a minute. Because Eagles fans get upset when they say they get a bad rap. And again, Scott Lynn presents you as a great person. I want you, all Eagles fans, to know this. When you go out and you essentially riot in the street when your team loses like that, you ain't doing yourself any favors. They were going to riot anyway. That is why it is the most obnoxious fan base in sports. That is why they are impossible to be around. And that is why everybody roots against every Philadelphia team if you're not a fan of those teams. They're the worst. And that was just another example of it. We met, uh, we had a little party, a little Odyssey party, a uh, bet MGM party, and we met uh, the CEO of Odyssey, big Eagles fan. Yes. And I, he was like, oh, uh, by the way, I follow you on Twitter. And I was like, <laughs> uh, and he was like, gets a little hey, you wild. You that on. contract extension you want, Trista? We're going to have some discussions first He was here. like, yeah, you, it's, it gets a little wild on Twitter. And I was like, it does. That's why if you don't want to see it, you don't have to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fly, Eagles, fly!
So I didn't troll that hard after that. Well, listen, he, if, you, you, if, again, there are a few mature Eagles fans out there, Philadelphia fans. There's not many. There's not many, and there's a few. But I'll, I'll say this. I do that last call, which has been the conversation today, which I hate. I hate the fact that we're sitting here looking at a pass interference call that becomes the, the narrative of the entire game. But in the reality, there were no holding or pass interference calls the entire game. And for that to be called that late, like I said, like financially for me, that call benefited me tremendously. But from a fan's perspective, from a football fan's perspective, I don't want to see even the opportunity for people to say a game is rigged or it's scripted or it's staged and it's stupid. Thank God the Damar Hamlin narrative is gone. Those morons have disappeared now that he's been all over the place. They had him on every interview had, to make yeah, sure so that you Ken, knew what, what which, time it was. It's just we've more and more <laughs> proof that there are so many idiots on the Internet. But at the same time... You, Players need consistency because if a game's refed a certain way or umpired a certain way in baseball, you establish the strike zone early, and then you understand what's a strike and what isn't with that ump behind the plate. Well, it's the same thing in the NFL. They're going to call this. They're not going to call this because they let this go earlier in the game. You're not calling anything like that. If it was egregious, I get it. But that was just enough of a grab where you could have let that go knowing what it was going to determine and knowing that the resume you've created as an official or as a group of officials for that game throughout the entirety of it until that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I completely I agree. agree. And I mean, it's just, it's just like, we got to get rid of, there's a couple things, right? Like these guys have to go full time. This has to be their full time job. There needs to be training during the off season. The off season isn't that long. Like they need to, you shouldn't be, it's just like playing the game, right? It's just like kind of having to ramp back up and guys aren't playing in the preseason. They're not in, you know, they're not at their best until what week six, week seven. They've been terrible. They've been inconsistent all year. I really have no problem with the call if you're calling it consistently the entire game. And I mean, this is the way that my team lost a couple years ago as well. Alan Lazard having his jersey ripped, and it's like, okay, you didn't call this in the second quarter. Why are we calling this in the fourth quarter when the season's on the line right here? The other thing we got to get rid of is these all-star crews. We talked about this last week before the Super Bowl even began. You have to stick with your original crew. It's no different than playing with the same team all season long. If you take Lamar Jackson and you know you throw him in Atlanta week nine he's gonna have to learn the new system I just think it was a mess all season long and go figure you know final minute of the season and there they are making it all about themselves but I, I mean it's probably the right call uh but you hate to see the season end like that especially if you're an Eagles fan yeah it just felt ticky tacky to me like I I understand you know you had James Bradbury saying yes I did hold him I did grab him I was hoping I wouldn't get called for it and then you say, well, with that little amount of time and they would have ended up having to kick a field goal right there and then you have a minute and 48 seconds or whatever it was to go down and try to tie it or win, you know, that's that's a huge call. I don't think it ruined the Super Bowl for me no. personally. I had a great time watching it. Of course it didn't ruin it for you. That's exactly what you wanted. I wanted to see you overtime. You were with the refs the entire time. I wanted to see overtime. I really did. I, I thought that would be really fun. I had overtime at 8-1. to one. I would have loved to have that. Yeah, I thought no. we were getting I thought we were going to get it. Um, so the fact that it came down to that, I didn't love, but it certainly didn't like make the Super Bowl experience worse. Right. I, it was look. It was one of the best Super Bowls we've been able to watch in a long, long time. Um, you, you, you got what you wanted. Two teams that were as matched statistically as they possibly could, and then Patrick Mahomes now is already in the conversation as the goat because this is what we do. We overreact and forget everything Tom Brady.